as we have said so many times in this writing, we are sinners. We are sinners. No matter if we are Christians or if we are non-believers. I mean, we live in sin and we do sin. The only way I will ever be free of sin is when I die and go to, go to Jesus forevermore. Jesus took my sin and paid the ultimate price for not only my sins, but for everyone's sins. Jesus died and paid uh, for all the sins that ever was, ever is, and ever will be. God has accepted Jesus' sacrifice and counted it as a satisfactory propitiation for sin paid in full. The sin debt is paid. We are saved and just need to believe on Jesus and be saved by God's grace, of which we do not deserve, folks. We do not deserve it. Only through Jesus do, are we able to come to God. By Jesus' uh, righteousness, God sees Christ in us. It is up to the man to seek God and look into the word of God, which will strengthen his faith. A person or individual is responsible for his own ability to seek God and must realize that he or she is again responsible for their eternal position. You can remain as you are and be condemned to hell or you can elect to be in Christ Jesus and believe on his death, burial, and resurrection and be saved and spend your eternity with him in heaven. The choice is yours and God will not and does not force anyone to come to him. It is our free choice, our free will of whom we choose to serve. No one ever loves you the way God loves you. He has done so much for us. He gave Jesus his only son so that we may have a chance for eternal life. And if it, doesn't, if it wasn't for that, it, it would not matter. Jesus made everything right. Salvation for mankind is in Jesus and God recognizes the salvation of man no other way. My prayer today is that you and your whole family acquaintances, your friends, and all that you know would come to know Jesus. Many times I have spoken to people and say, I would love to believe and know Jesus Christ so I could be saved, but I don't know what to say or even how to pray. My friends, there is no formal prayer, uh, you know, like formal things in life. There's no formal prayer, so to speak. God hears the powerful prayer and God hears the, the little prayer, the silent prayer. God hears all the prayers. It's not what is said. It is the condition and sincerity of the heart. I always go back to the thief on the cross that day when Jesus was crucified. Listen to what all was said. And we find this in Luke chapter 23, verses 39 through 43. It says, then one of the criminals who were uh, hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ... Save yourself and us too. But the other answered, rebuking him and saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. Or he's saying that we got what we deserve. But this man, speaking of Jesus, has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Now here it comes. This is his, his uh, prayer. Lord, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Folks, that's about as simple a prayer of forgiveness that I can ever 
render to you and it's in the Bible, it's scriptural. And now in reviewing this scripture, let me share with you the evidence of all that was said in this, in this book and use these verses as an example. The sin of man and his sinfulness. So here we have two thieves having been condemned and crucified with Jesus. When the one in verse 39 states, through his own selfishness and conceitedness, Jesus, you heal the sick, raise the dead, won't you even save us and yourself? And then the other thief, believing that Jesus was innocent and who he, he was, he, he, or who he said he was, he believed who he said he was, rebukes his fellow thief in verse 40 and says, do not, do not you even fear God? We deserve this punishment, but this man has done nothing wrong. Now we come to the prayer, if you will, of this man in verse 42. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Notice the informal way he presents his request. It could be looked at as this. Lord, when we finally die here, don't forget me, please. When you arrive in your kingdom, don't forget me. Don't forget me, my friends. Jesus never forgets. He knows everything about everybody. This, this spoken by the thief was from the heart. It wasn't what he said or how he said it. It was a heartfelt request of sincerity to Christ. Don't leave me here, is what he was saying. Now notice how Jesus responds to this criminal's request. This unclean sinner, this criminal that deserved to be crucified, in verse 43, Jesus assures him of this. I assuredly say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Please notice there were no questions from Jesus, no hesitation, no maybe I will or no maybe I won't. No, Jesus knew exactly what to do. This thief was saved and went with Jesus to paradise. But guess what? When Jesus was resurrected, he took all these in paradise to heaven to be with him forever. Folks, that is what Jesus does with us. The Bible teaches that if we are believers and in the body of the Jesus Christ, when we close our eyes in death here on this earth and breathe our last breath on this earth, we will then breathe our first breath in heaven and we'll open our eyes there to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have added a testimony of sorts, if you will, here in the last part of this chapter, a snapshot of it, if you will allow me to uh, tell you a little about my Christian life. The intent here is to show you that once you are saved and belong to Jesus, he will never leave you and give you up or give up on you. You are forever secure in him and he will protect and look after you. Then it, then it goes on to reflect this thought I had in, in my imagination, what I, what I feel I will see when I come into this glorious place known as heaven. And also Jesus is telling me to stay busy about his business of witnessing to people because the end is not yet. And that's the message for all of us is to uh, be witnesses for Jesus Christ to the lost people in the world. Now I named this uh, part here, I close my eyes. And it says, I closed my eyes today and began to dream of yesterday and I saw myself as a small boy playing with a battery powered car and was upset because the wire was too short. I dreamed of a time in the future when I would be old enough to get a driver's license and have some freedom. As this young boy, I must say, I never realized this sin issue in the world. I never gave it any thought. But later in life, I was 
I remember the war in Vietnam, being uneducated with no hope of uh, college. Vietnam was certain for me. This was in the, the late 60s. And many of my friends and I was compelled to go and talk to recruiters and so forth and so on. And my only chance to see 21 years old, I was told, was to join the Army and pick a job that I would like. And I might stand a chance of surviving. I remember the rain, the monsoons of day after day, the mud, then more rain and more men were in sickness. Late nights of explosions going off in the distance, not knowing where or who they were, but they were close. The nights of going to the bunkers and hiding, waiting for the enemy to plow through the fence, not knowing if this night, or this might be my last breath. Convoy security of standing behind machine guns for hours as we trucked through enemy territory, afraid that at any moment the silent bullet I would, wouldn't hear would end my life. But no, it would not be today. The memory of men I knew, some married, some not, some with kids, others waiting for their first, but they would never see that child. As I worked in the maintenance area, I would get the message of the unknown. Someone I didn't know was in an accident and killed. Then there were the ambushes of our men and their heavy equipment rolled out uh, going to the work site. And many people I knew or I did know were killed by enemy fire. We were angry at our supervisor because they would not allow us to go and help support the others that were under attack. Now I dream of my return to family and friends. My plane landed at the airport at Fort Lewis. They gave us new uniforms because uh, <clears throat> because we had to fly home in muddy fatigues and boots. They even gave us a steak dinner and a free plane ticket to go home. There were no thank you for your service, no handshakes, no parades, no horns, no music, just avoidance and silence. I thought of the 58,000 men and women that died for their country because their country called and they came just like today but mankind is so cruel and evil they uh, they care only for themselves because of the sin and the sinfulness of this world I refuse to be overwhelmed by everyone and their hate I remember saying to myself Lord help me to be strong and to forgive these people they just don't understand I felt the only people that would understand and support what I did was my wife and family and maybe the military. It took several years before an ungrateful nation decided they would, they could forgive and forget. You know, I don't hold any hard feelings against anyone. I forgave them, but especially now. It was a long time ago. But it was hard for many years of my life to have to remember the spit in the face and then the I am sorry. It washed off and it was forgiven, but it was far from forgotten. The sin of man is evilness of a depth that is uh, not fathomable to understand. Only God knows it. I remember all 22 years of active military service and the sadness and hardship of my family and I had sometimes in trying to survive. It was hard sometimes for us to make ends meet. I remember through my childhood at about 12 years old when Jesus came into my life and I remember now all the prayers I prayed every night while in Nam. I thought many times about leaving the army, but I had already given them all my youth, so much more emotionally. I put in for and received one of the last direct appointments to warrant officer in 1978 that the army did. 
After this, they had to go to the uh, Warrant Officer Academy in Maryland, and this promotion changed my life. It was incredible how much it changed my life. Then in 1984 or 1985, I met a captain uh, that was a chaplain at uh, Fort Campbell. He was my neighbor. His name was John Wilkes, and I started going to church on post, and I remember his wife played the piano, and she sang, and I could hear her uh, when I was out in my yard. I could hear her singing, and even though this man never spoke to me of my salvation, he inspired me so much to come back to God and restore my fellowship just by the conduct of his own life and his expressive love for the Lord Jesus. Several more years went by, and one day I realized I was very much alone among the young. The Army was modernizing, so after fighting the Army for good assignments and so forth, of which I never received, I retired in 1990 with 22 years of active service. Now, in 1992, I found myself getting licensed and ordained to be a Baptist minister, hot and cold, off and on, in and out of churches, loving God and angry at the same time, not knowing or understanding sometimes what was happening. And then in May of, not, of 2000, <clears throat> I was in an accident that almost killed me, but miraculously I only received minor injuries. In 2003, I became a correctional officer in the Florida prison system, and I liked it because it reminded me of my military life. I did well with this, and then I retired from there in 2011. I'm saying all this to let those who may read this know. I was saved in the First Free Will Baptist Church in Auburndale, Florida when I was 12 years old. Okay, and from that point all through my military career and life that I lived, God never abandoned me. God never forgot who I was or where I was. He never threw me out of his family. And even though for many of the prior years I was deep in sin, God never forgot nor forsook me. From the time of 12 until today, God has always been with me. Today I work daily for God, sharing the gospel with folks as far as I can get. Some listen, some chuckle. And I pray for all of them regardless. God protected me. And you have to wonder sometimes, as I have many a times, why you survived and others did not. God is in charge of life in our circumstances. There is no such thing as chance. I don't have the answer, yet God knows. I was living in sin and out of God's will, yet because I believe in Jesus, my salvation is intact, never wavering as some may think. Now, there's some people that believe that every time they commit sin, they have to be resaved. And this is not the case. I'm trying to present a testimonial case that Christ never left me even though I was deep in sin in the world. Even when I was out of God's fellowship, he never mistreated me. He always reached down to me waiting for me to reach up to him. And I did finally reach up and I feel like I missed so much in life by not serving God. But I can't go back and relive it God forgave me, and even though I had many wasted years, he still loved and wanted me. Now, this part of this testimony is something that I imagine in my mind of what it's all going to be like one day when I come to be with glory. This is, this is only an imagination. It's not true, what I'm fixing to tell you. 
So now with my eyes still closed, I see God on his throne as I pray, and there's Jesus right there at his right side, just like the Bible says. I can feel the love in my inner being, in my heart, and my spirit is overjoyed emotionally and wants to go home to the Father of whom it came, but it can't be today. There is so much left to do, so many left out in the world of sin. Sometimes I feel like there is only me and no one else cares, but really I know this is not true. I see now they want to be closer to God, but don't know how. I see myself preaching and teaching and leading them to Jesus, but this has not happened yet. It seems that the harder I try, the farther behind I become. I will wait on God. There is no other solution, and God is the only one that can help me bring them in. I feel like I'm late for something, like maybe I'm late for work or something, but I'm trying to open my eyes, but I'm so tired that I realize I'm waking up. Oh, man, just a few more minutes, please. I close my eyes again, and this time I see and imagine heaven. There it is in all its beauty and splendor. Wait, someone is there waving in the distance. Could it be, could I be seeing what I think I see, or is this only a dream? There, that, that's my dad and all his brothers and sisters. They're walking towards me with my grandparents following them. How wonderful they look, young and vigorous, laughing and talking, all of them waving at me, but I can't move towards them. I, I want to, but my feet and legs will not work. They're not. I can't move. I am fixing to have an anxiety attack. I want to hold and hug my dad so bad he's been gone so long. Oh, how we all missed him. I don't understand why I can't move. Then in the corner of my eye, I see a shining light like I've never seen before. And there, right there, coming to me, almost on top of me is, can it be? Yes, oh my goodness. I find myself face to face with Jesus, the living son of the living God. His mere presence calmed me to a peace I had never known. He reached and took my hand and I felt, I felt, I felt, I don't know, I felt like I'd known him all my life and like we had been friends forever. I felt as if he was part of me and I was part of him and the love and peace I was so wonderful, I just wanted to cry tears of joy and happiness. But then he spoke to me. He said, now, now, he comforted me. Let's not cry, okay? His voice was so tender and comforting. This is your new home here with me and your family and your friends and loved ones and this is where you will live and be forevermore but it can't be today there's so much still to do I need you to be my hands and my feet there on the earth there are still so many lost in sin they want to know me they want to find me but they need a preacher a teacher and a leader to show them where I am you know I gave you this ministry many years ago but you were not ready but now it is time for you to wake up and get busy for me. My church is almost complete, one, only a little while longer, and I will come for you all so that where I am you may be also. Keep the faith, love others as you love yourself, and your journey back to me will soon come to pass. Tell them all that I love them and want them in my kingdom. I will give them the water of life. And in my kingdom, there will be no suffering, 
There will be no pain. There will be no sin. Only happiness. There is no night there, for I am the light, and there is no need of the sun. Through you and your ministry they will come, believing in me, because of the messages you bring to them. Do not tire. Do not draw slack. Your work will be rewarded by me, my good and faithful servant. Wake up, get up, and get busy. All of us have a responsibility of telling others about Jesus. Would you say a good word about Jesus today? Those of you who might uh, meet him on the street or those you know at work or even place you might be around the daily travels, all those need Jesus. Share him today with others. Soon, and I feel very soon, we'll be meeting him face to face. I truly want him to say to me, welcome home, my good and faithful servant, and enter to my rest forevermore. Mm -hmm.